You've come across another episode of Sinister Sightings with our hosts Donna and Carrie of Paranormal Chicks. And remember, love thy neighbor. And if he happens to be tall, debonair, and devastating, it will be that much easier. Take care, everybody. This has been Felicity Russell of Catskill, New York. Donna and I'm Carrie and we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 157. And you just heard Felicity R. And I mean May West eat your heart out. <laughs> ow ow. <laughs> I was trying to do it like and I, I didn't. You're usually so good at accents. Not that time. Or words apparently. <laughs> Not that time. I don't know what I was doing there. Uh, Felicity you're too good at it and you scared Carrie. You, like I can't even speak. <laughs> Hey, if you want to kick ass in an intro just like Felicity did, head on over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Okay, first story. Sinister sightings. Is it a spirit, a shadow, or a demon? Hey, lovely ladies. First off, thank you for entertaining me during my workouts, showers, and most important of all, 12 hours of work. I work in a factory and it can get pretty boring doing repetitive things, but not since I found your podcast this past week. I might get in trouble, but it's worth it. The story I'll be sharing today is one of the creepiest I've experienced. The year is 2012, I believe. I'm a freshman in high school and my cousin is a sophomore. He was dating a girl in her junior year, but they had been off and on since middle school. She lived right next door to my grandmother's house, and of course, we'd all hang out when our families got together at grandma's house, which was every weekend. A little background information. My cousin's girlfriend and I would hang out in the neighborhood a lot with another group of girls, including my sister. She didn't like me much, but I didn't put two and two together until years later. She kept me around just to know about my cousin when they broke up. On to the story. One hot summer night, we're all gathered in my grandma's house like we usually did and hung out there until later at night. It had to be around 10 p.m. because the group of girls in the neighborhood were already in their houses. My cousin came through the door and lets his mom know he was going to talk to his girlfriend real quick next door. He had just gotten out of work and that's why he arrived there so late. About 30 minutes later, my cousin busts through the door, grabs his truck keys, which he had left on the table. He was fuming and said, I'm sorry, y'all. I've got to go. He skirts off immediately. My aunt, worried, tried chasing his truck down this small hill. She was obviously unsuccessful, so I ran out after her. I get to the bottom of the hill, and she's on the verge of tears. She was scared that the way he was driving would cause him to a wreck. I assured her that he would be fine and that he would not dare damage his new truck. That kind of calmed her down, and we turned around to walk up the hill to Grandma's house. And that's when we see her. She was right between the girlfriend's house and my grandma's house. She stood there watching us. It was kind of a silhouette of a small girl. Her body was facing the girlfriend's house, but her face turned around to the side as she stared at us. She was wearing a dress and had pigtails in her hair from what we could figure out. I stood there shocked as fuck. Why would a little girl be staring into someone's house in the dark area at almost 11 p.m. at night. My aunt finally noticed her well, and she said, oh my God, why is this baby out here right now? We need to help her. Her mama instincts kicked in and started to walk towards her. I quickly tugged her arm to make her stop. 
I had a bad feeling. I kept asking myself if it was real, but the more we looked over at her, the more my brain comprehended what was indeed happening. I suddenly remembered something. A few months prior, while hanging out with my cousin's girlfriend, she told me something. We were talking about spooky shit because I love to talk about it and it keeps me entertained. She mentioned that they kept waking up to small handprints on their walls. Their mom would get mad at her and her siblings for it and they would have to clean it up. The very next morning, they would wake up with scratches. They were convinced it was a spirit of a little girl lurking around doing kid antics. Finally, things got creepier at their house and more stuff happened. They decided to contact a medium to come visit their house and to tell them more about this little girl. My cousin's girlfriend said that when the medium stepped foot into their house, they were immediately questioning the family about this little girl. Everyone responded and said it was just the spirit of a little girl, to which the medium responded, no, that's no little girl that has passed away. That thing is not human and it's not good. I'm not sure what else happened with their medium visit, but that's all I needed to know in that moment. I immediately grabbed my aunt by the arm and extremely spooked, I yelled in Spanish, that ain't no damn girl, that's a demon, and we booked it up the hill. I tell y'all, I Usain bolted up that damn hill so fast, I don't understand how I did it. I'm a large pizza, so all of that didn't come naturally. I honestly don't remember anything on the run for our lives from that thing. I don't know if it followed us or if it stood there watching us. I remember pulling my aunt in the door and slamming it shut. Everyone in the house ran to us to ask us what happened. We explained as much as we could with shaky, out-of-breath voices. My mom thought we were lying and playing a prank. This crazy woman this crazy woman tried to go out there and look. My grandma thankfully pulled her back and we said we needed to pray together. And so we did. After that, I don't remember much, but I know I was freaked out for a while. At the moment, I was terrified, but now it's crazy to think I actually lived through that. I was a believer then, and I'm a stronger believer now. Anyway, thank you for reading my story. Creep it real, and don't get too scared, unless it's a demon child. Kathy A. from Kentucky. P.S. I love the podcast. This past watch party, there is a little child spirit, and we all decided that it is never a kid. No. Never. Occasionally, but no. Mm-mm. Even so, Sally House. Right, yeah. That I said, this is giving me Sally House vibes. And someone else said, it's never a child. And I was like, actually, you're right. Yeah, it's never a child. Because at this point, I don't think anyone had seen it either. So if it's given like childlike energy and stuff, and it's telling you it's a child. Right. It ain't no child. But I'm glad that your grandma pulled your mama back. For real. I mean, who you think? You Jim Cantori in a hurricane? <laughs> Though I probably would have been your mama too, because I'm nosy. But me and my dad were outside during Hurricane Katrina. But my ass was dumb, and I came back inside, and I was like, oh, I need to take a shower. Aw, man. You didn't have any power. No power. See, our water heater then, and mine is now at this house, is gas. So, if you have water, you have hot water. Yeah, now mine is gas, but... Not Back then. then. Yeah. Because rainwater is different. It's just different. The next one is Spooks in Virginia. Hey, ladies. I recently wrote in about my sleep paralysis. In that, I told you I had many other stories. This is one of the more scary, spooky ones. Buckle up, buttercups. It's a long one. So let's take it back to 2016. I'm 21, and my mom and I take a vacation to Washington, D.C., We stayed with my mom's cousin and her husband, who's from the UK. That's not important, but his accent was amazing. Let's call him Steve because I can't remember his real name. 
This was the first time I'd ever met this cousin. They live like 10 minutes outside of Washington, D.C. They were just right across the bridge in Virginia. So my mom and I pulled up into the driveway and I had an uneasy feeling, but I thought it was just because I was meeting these people for the first time and staying with them. Oh, I was so wrong. The first day, I just felt uneasy. I can't explain it, but I know y'all know that uneasy feeling. The house just felt heavy and unsettled. The next day after exploring D.C., my mom and I got back to the house and my head hurt. So I went downstairs to the area we were staying in to lay down. The way the house was laid out, they had the main upstairs and a full finished downstairs that had a living room, bedroom, and a bathroom. Mom and I decided to stay downstairs just to stay out of the way. Anyway, so I went into our room, closed the door, and laid down. All of a sudden, I heard the door handle jiggling and the door shaking like someone was trying to come in. I opened the door expecting to see my mom there and no one was there. I said, what the fuck out loud? The next morning, we woke up and went up for breakfast and my mom's cousin asked if we or I were watching a movie the night before. We said no. And she responded that she thought she heard us laughing pretty late at night. And finally, this was like the night before we were leaving. I was having a hard time sleeping, so I went into the living room in the downstairs to watch a show on my phone. I went in there so I wouldn't disturb my mom. I was sitting on the couch with my feet propped up when a shadow caught my eye. I looked up and I saw a motherfucking face looking at me over the back of the other side of the couch. It was two of the big L-shaped couches put together. Y'all, a fucking face. It scared me. But for a second, I thought that Steve had come down there. I blinked and the face was gone. I freaked the absolute fuck out and went back into the room with my mom. I was never so glad to leave a place ever. If I ever go back to D.C., I know where I'm not staying. Oh, and P.S., they had a dog that they were dog sitting while we were there and the dog would not go near the downstairs. Creep it real and don't get scared. Emily from Tennessee. And trust a fucking dog's intuition. Right? Uh-uh. No, no, no. Also, had they never had anything happen like that before? I know. She was like, were y'all watching a movie? No. Did your ghost that lives here wake you up? Right? I don't know. I feel like that's weird. Yeah. Maybe Emily being able to, like, sense something. Stirred some shit up. Yeah, maybe. I don't fucking know, but I feel like, wouldn't you know that? <laughs> Question mark? Also, I don't know what's scarier, that it would have been Steve down there and, like, popping his head up. Like, <laughs> just creepy Watching this Steve. girl, yeah. Yeah, or a ghost. I don't know which is scarier. <laughs> he said, creepy Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Steve. He's like never done anything in his life. He's like, hello. (laughs) Okay, the next one. Hey, ghouls. I love your podcast. I got a short story for you today. I recently lost my granny. Her mass was held last week and I sat in the front row of a creepy church. I was sat between my mother and my older brother, but as my sister arrived, he got up and sat in another row with her. As I stood for the start of the Mass, I felt my granny's energy around me. It was her saying her goodbyes to me. Later on in the service, there were prayers. I'm not religious, so I stood politely with my head down. I felt heat near me, which is said to be a demon, 
and it felt like it was trying to enter me. I quickly rejected whatever it was, and the heat went away. Not today, Satan. Also, around the time my granny let go, my sister was in her garden, and a thousand ladybugs surrounded her, which she feels was my granny saying goodbye to her. I was driving my car to meet my parents, and singing breakup sad songs, so I may not have noticed if she tried to greet me, but I was states away at the time, so I'm not sure she would have been able to find me. Anyway, thanks for reading my stories. I'll write another time to tell you why I stopped using public toilets and why I never learned to fish. Creep it real. You can call me tiger. He, him, heart emoji. A ladybug is my symbol for my sister. And I thought it was really sweet one time that it was in my office. And then come to find out there was like an infestation of them and uh, they bite. It wasn't so sweet after that. <laughs> Much like your sister. She bites. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Lori, thank you. Okay. And then it was like, wait, what? God, I remember when she, I know I've said this before, but I remember when she moved here because I was terrified of her because <laughs> she gives zero fucks and will tell you exactly what she thinks. And I was so scared she wouldn't like me. <laughs> Well, she did. Turns out she loved me because, duh. <laughs> duh. Just kidding. But she wasn't so scary in person. <laughs> JK, yes, she was. Yes, she was. I was <laughs> like, I'm glad you weren't scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we want to know all those other stories, so send them in. Yes. Also, Tiger, we are so sorry about the passing of your grandma. I know Carrie took it really hard when hers passed. The next one is Summertime Scares. Hey, ladies. Paige here. I sent you a few stories a couple of months ago and wanted to send in another. This is a story of the time I was scared shitless in my backyard. I was maybe 10 or 11 on summer vacation, having a sleepover at my house with my then best friend named Alicia. Then best friend? Okay, this is about to get juicy. (laughs) What'd that bitch do? It was well after dark and my dad suggested that we go get our portable fire pit from behind the garage so we could have a bonfire. At this point in my life, I was afraid of everything. After some protest, Alicia and I arm ourselves with flashlights and head towards the back of the backyard. About halfway back, I hear something rustling behind the garage. I want to turn back, but Alicia essentially tells me to grow a pair and keep going. Though I can see her flashlight shaking a bit. By this point, I'm terrified, not only of the dark, but of whatever is behind the garage. As we come around the corner, out jumps a hunched over figure dressed all in black with long gray hair sticking out of a hood. Alicia and I both scream. I fall backwards, just crying my eyes out. And Alicia hightails it back to the house, completely abandoning me. I am screaming and crying as the figure comes close to me. They reach for me and I start kicking. Through my screams, I suddenly hear, Paige, Paige, it's me. It was my mother. (gasps) She thought it would be funny to dress up in our Halloween witch wig and nose to scare us. Well, mom, it worked. I don't think I've ever been so genuinely scared, and I'm honestly surprised I didn't piss my pants. It was your mom? (laughs) I thought it was going to be the dad. I thought it was going to be a brother. Did they say they had a brother? (laughs) Unsure, but I went straight to a brother. That's why I never wanted one. (laughs) Like, I really thought it was going to be the dad. Like, hey, why don't you go get the fire pit? Yeah. (laughs) 
Now, 15 years later, I find it hilarious and hope you all do too. Thank you for all you ladies do. Y'all are amazing and rays of light in this world. Also, happy pride sent mid-June page. Oh my God, that is everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really thought it was going to be the dad. That is legit. Like, <gasps> one, it's your dad. Like, you know, there's going to be betrayal. Like, he's going to do something and be like, oh, I thought it was going to be funny. But your mom, your mom is the one who cares for you, who comforts you when your dad does something that he thinks is funny, but it's going to hurt your feelings. And scar you for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Your mom? <laughs> I mean, that would be me. That would death be you as a mom. <laughs> but, oh my God. <laughs> My mom used to always wear like muumuu type dresses and we don't keep lights on in the house. <laughs> like, I don't know if my mom and my dad were vampires and they just taught me not to turn on lights or they were just cheap as fuck. A little bit of both. I was going to say it could be both, but <laughs> how you would have to come out of the bathroom. There was just a little, like a little hallway, but like to come into the kitchen to go to the living room. Well, I would be like coming in the kitchen and she would come out of there. And you know, people who die, they're always in like a moo moo nightgown thing. <laughs> and she would come around and her eyes were so big at night. I don't know what it was. She had like Bernie Mac eyes and they were white. Like she had those like lumen drops or something. But every time I was like, <gasps> Like, I don't know if she was Large Marge in another life, but it, it terrified me. Every time I'd be like, <gasps> like, she's like, what? <laughs> like, she didn't even say like, boo. Like, she literally just like wafted around the corner. <laughs> like, wafted? Was she a fart? <laughs> she, I mean, she did come from the bathroom. So, but like her moo-moo, like, whoosh, and all of a sudden was like a long dress, big eyes, <laughs> white. God. <laughs> But again, I just go, Ooh, like, that's my terrified. Yeah, Donna goes silent. <laughs> I go shrill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But seriously, like, all the time. And I'd be like, Mom. She's like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I literally just walked. <laughs> and I, it was like, I felt like she was waiting on me, even though she had no idea I was coming to use the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, God. But I was that annoying kid. Even... Was? Even in my 30s. Well, she wasn't around in my 30s, God. In my 20s. That, you know, I was like a dog. I needed to be by her all the time. So I was like, I could pee too. Yeah, let me go pee. She's not exaggerating. (laughs) Okay, the next one. Hey, ladies. I love your podcast. You make my insanely boring job slightly bearable. So thank you for that. I have four stories for you today. BTW, when people say their stories are too long, I always want to say everyone is here for stories long or short. Forgive the segue. (laughs) Story number one. My paternal grandfather passed away after a long struggle with extreme diabetes. He had to amputate his right leg because of gangrene. My father had a tumultuous relationship with my grandfather, but he took good care of him towards the end. A couple of months after his death, a one-legged crow came to visit our house. In my religion, crows are considered as spirits of departed ancestors. Story number two. This happened when I was about five years old. 
Our ancestral house is in a rural, R word alert, village. It's a beautiful but creepy during the night kind of place. There's a well in the backyard and the backyard opens to a field. My bedroom's window is in such a way that I can see the well clearly from the bed. So I was sleeping one night and I woke up to sounds from the well. It was a moonlit night so I could see everything clearly. The sound that woke me was the creaking of the rusty pulley. There was this woman in a white dress sitting on the edge of the well drawing water. It chilled my blood, so I crawled under the blanket because ghosts can't get you if you're under blankets. No one has ever seen something like that. Sometimes I think it might have been one of the neighbors on a midnight adventure. Story three. I'm a very light sleeper, so any sound will wake me, including a rusty pulley. So I woke up to the sound of water dripping. I'm OCD about things like that and cannot bear to think about the water being wasted so much that I skip scenes in movies and TV shows where they leave the tap open. I went around the house searching for open taps. When I went to the kitchen, I was hit by the most intense scent of my late grandmother. I felt so many different emotions. We were not particularly close, but in that moment, I felt so close. Story four. This happened to a friend of mine. Let's call her Alfie. Alfie's family is super religious to the point that her mother puts salt around their house to keep the devil out. Alfie, on the other hand, is a rationalist and skeptic, so much so the pastor in her church calls her the Antichrist. So one time her mother didn't salt the surroundings because she was sick. Before continuing the story, I need to explain the layout of Alfie's room. Her bed was put in a way that when she looks straight forward, she can see the mirror, and the mirror is opposite the window. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's proceed. As per a lot of sinister sightings, that night she wakes up in the middle of the night to a knocking sound. When she wakes up, she looks at the mirror and sees the silhouette of a man at the window and the reflection of the mirror. She wakes up suddenly and realized that it was a dream, Inception style. So she casually looks in the mirror again and she sees the man at the window for real this time and she jumps out of the bed and stares at the window to realize the man wasn't there. She figured it was the dream that freaked her out and she goes back to sit on the bed and she sees the man sitting at the end of her bed grinning at her. At that moment her mom bursts into the room with a Bible and a cross. The man was not there. She tells her mother everything, and her mother stays in her room for the rest of the night, performing some sort of cleansing ritual. Was it a mother's instinct, or was there something in the house that no one but the mother knew of? Alfie was so freaked out that she got a fever and was in the hospital for two whole weeks. That's all the stories I have for you ladies. Creep it real and don't be scared. Love. Well, that's nice that your grandfather came back to visit your dad after they had such a hard relationship, and he was like, thank you for taking care of me in the end. Yeah. And fuck that woman up in the well. Wells are dangerous. Wells are yes. like a portal to all things. <laughs> they have a lot of power, I feel like. That's yeah. a thing, right? Yeah. Well, water. And then if they're like with limestone and... Yeah, I just feel like it's like a... Yeah. I don't know. It's just something about like a thing going into the thing. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like a... Birds and bees over here. But you know what I mean? Like a hole going into the ground and it like stays open you know yeah well and people sadly discard things in wells like bodies yeah just like in the bonus episode i did where they were fixing up that house and they unearthed a well well, yeah and they were like oh we'll just cover this back up right (laughs) also so your friend is just like a skeptic and they're like you're the antichrist 
what the fuck? Right. But I also feel like I'm with you. The mom definitely thought or knew that something was in mm-hmm. or around that house and was keeping it out and then didn't. And so it got in. Yeah. Like the mom knew something was Also up. though, you got to share that information because you do get sick and then no one else knows about it. So no one else salts it because they're just like, mom's just being mom. mom. And then something bad happens. Okay, the next one. My own sinister earthquake. Hey, ladies, I love the podcast. Duh. They said duh, not me. I mean, I am a Leo, but Carrie's a bitch. (laughs) You know you're not wrong. (laughs) If the resting bitch face fits. (laughs) You guys are awesome and make me laugh all the time. I've been gathering the guts to finally write the things that have happened to me throughout the years, and honestly, it scares the crap out of me all over again. Here I go. The first thing I remember happening to me was that I experienced my own personal earthquake. Now, let's take you back to mid-2000. I was 10 or 11 years old, living in Cartagena, Colombia, in my grandparents' creepy home. I'm not great with architectural details, but I'll try my best. The house was huge at that time. Two floors, eight bedrooms, four bathrooms, one dining room, two inside living rooms, and one outside that led to a patio and a library. Huge house with creepy shit happening in every corner. Well, for this experience, I was laying down watching cartoons in a room that was at the very end of a long hallway where most of the bedrooms were on the second floor. Towards that side of the hallway, there's a door that leads to the patio balcony that has stairs leading to the outside patio downstairs. I hope I'm painting a picture. This room wasn't my own yet. I like to watch TV there. And since the only people living there at the time were my grandparents, father, stepmom, and myself, I was allowed to go into any room I wanted. Like I said before, I was laying down in one of the twin beds enjoying my cartoons when all of a sudden I feel this rumble. The bed was shaking. Not only that, but the noise was that of what I imagine the earth makes when it shakes. It was a loud, vibrating noise that grew louder until it filled the entire room. I've never been in an earthquake, but I figured it's something like that. My first thought was earthquake, yet it didn't snap me to react until the lamp on the nightstand that was in between the twin beds fell almost on top of me. That's when I was like, oh, hell no, I got to go. As I got up, that's when everything was really shaking. The floor, the walls, everything. And as I tried to get to the door, which was hard to do because of how bad the floor shook, the TV that was on the TV stand near the door started to come slowly towards me and tipping almost on me. I don't know, but that's how I remember it, like all in slow motion. I pushed this huge, big butt 1990s TV and finally made it through the threshold of the door. I ran towards the balcony door, out to the balcony, and ran down the stairs to see at the bottom of them my grandma, stepmom, and the lady that helped around the house talking as if nothing was happening. I started to scream and cry, yelling, Terremoto, Terremoto. I'm so sorry I butchered that, but that means earthquake. As I reached them, I grabbed my grandma's arm and started pulling her to get out of the house. That's when all three ladies grabbed me and tried to calm me down, saying there was no earthquake. To sit down and calm down, but how? How could I do that? They gave me sugar water to calm my nerves, and I accepted it, but with the condition that they had to turn the news on. Nothing. 
No breaking news. Nada. I then told them about the lamp and the TV and everything I had experienced. My grandmother came upstairs with me to check the room, and the only thing that had stayed fallen over was the lamp. No one believed me, not even my dad when he got home. I have to say that the year before, well, actually a few months before, my mother had passed away. And yes, my parents were together up until my mom passed. And I already had a stepmom a few months later. They say that kids tend to make up stuff to seek attention, but I would never make up something like this. It felt too real and I was too scared for my life. Could it all have been in my head? I'm not sure since now it feels like it was a dream being that it happened 21 years ago. I've been listening to the podcast and others, searching honestly for someone who has had something like this happen to them. I don't want to be the only one, but am I? I don't think my mom would do something like that, yet my entire family has had weird things happen to them in that house, from seeing hairless people walking into walls and hearing cackled laughter from empty bedrooms to much more. I'll try to get as many stories for you guys in a next email, but this one was my first and sadly not last experience there. Thanks for the podcast and the energy you guys have. Ugh, I love it. Oh, and forgot to add that it was on a weekend morning. You can call me D. Thank you. I don't know, but that's terrifying. I don't know either. I've never heard of anything like that. But I mean, again, what do I know? Right. Like the only thing I could think of is like a panic attack, but like actual things were knocked over. Yeah. Unless like you, I mean, if it was like a panic attack, maybe you like zoned out, like, you, you know what I mean? And you yeah. were like, you know, I don't know, can I say like 87 more times, but you just knocked things over because you didn't know what you were doing because you were like out of it. Yeah, but I don't know. Hopefully someone listening has had this happen or knows someone who had and they could tell you more. But that's the only thing I can think of is like you had this panic attack and like, you know, knocked the thing over and like you thought it was falling on top of you. You tried to get out of the room and, you know, you couldn't and you thought the TV was going to fall on top of you, but it was just like... Yeah. Just get me out of here. But I have no idea. Jeez, that sounds so scary. So fucking scary. I hate that nobody believed you too. That's like got to be one of the worst. Oh my gosh. Okay, the next one. New listener, new fan. Hey ladies, I recently found your podcast on iHeartRadio and have been binge listening for three days straight. I work as a courier on a rural route driving on average 300 kilometers or about 186 miles a day. So I have loads of listening time during the day. I've already declared myself a fan, but today when I heard Carrie's joke about how we're all just walking around with dicks and vaginas ready to fuck, <laughs> I knew I had found my people. I remember that. I don't. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, do you ever think like we're just walking around with dicks and vaginas ready to fuck? Like, <laughs> no, I never just think that. That's so funny. It's never like nobody's ever like when Carrie said Bola, it's always when Donna said this like most outlandish thing, you know? Yeah, no, you have some out there. <laughs> that was also the moment I knew I wanted to email you and share an eerie experience I had while making a delivery one day. As I said, I have a rural route, so many of my customers live on farms. I'm so glad you got this email. And the other one had a rural too. Uh-huh. And many of those farms have farm dogs. Some for herding, some are simply family pets. I'm an animal lover, so I always make sure to carry plenty of treats for the good boys and girls along my route. I always say dogs are the best part of my job. One sunny summer day a few years ago. (laughs) Sorry, I just pictured her being like, 
Oh, to the dogs and the kids being like, hey, none for you. None for you, <laughs> Big Coco. Say, none for you, Good Coco. <laughs> No, none for none for Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, none for you, Glenn <laughs> yeah, Coco. God, and we both fucked it up. Oh my god, damn! I need to watch that again. One sunny summer day a few years ago, I was making a delivery to a somewhat regular customer. The old farmhouse stands back a bit from the road, with a long dirt driveway that wraps around the right side of the house, leading to a big open area between the barns behind the house, wide enough to turn around in. This one particular day, as I made my way up the driveway, I looked up towards the house, knowing that their big white farm dog, Tucker, would be sitting at the corner of the house, patiently waiting to greet any visitor. I kept an eye on the dog as I maneuvered my truck around the large driveway. Before I get parked, Tucker gets up and walks towards the front of the house and around the corner. I noted that it was unusual because he's always met me at my truck as I opened the door, eager to get his pats and treats. Aww. But I figured something must have caught his attention, and he would be back at some point, so I grabbed a couple of treats, the package, and started towards the house. The customer met me at the back door, and since it had been a few months since I'd been there, we exchanged a few pleasantries about it's a lovely summer and such. I was about to turn and leave when I realized I'm still holding the treats in my hand and the dog hadn't shown up. I said I would leave them there so he could find them later. The customer replies, oh, actually, Tucker passed away about eight months ago. I stood silent and confused for a moment. Hadn't I just seen him at the corner of the house? I expressed my condolences for their loss and returned to my truck. I gave my head a shake and thought about what had just happened. I remembered seeing Tucker sitting at the corner of the house. I remembered him getting up and walking around the house away from me. I was certain it couldn't have been a different dog because Tucker had a very distinct kind of hop trot when he walked because he was missing one of his back legs. I have mentioned this experience to one of my coworkers who joked that I must have smoked something on my lunch break, which I would never do BTW, and laughed it off. I then mentioned it to my mother who chalked it up to me just expecting the dog to be there so my brain made me think I saw it there. Which, yes, that explanation carries some validity, but if that were the case, why did I see the dog walk away from me to the front of the house when I expected him to come towards me as usual? While this experience isn't sensational or grand in any way, it does make me question a few things. I still think about it from time to time, and I have yet to find an explanation for what I had seen, nor have I seen him since. Who knows? Maybe the old boy was saying hello one last time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the laughs. Creep it real. Shannon, listening from Prince Edward Island, Canada. I think it was him saying goodbye for the last time. For sure. And seven years ago. Oh my God, literally in my head I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. serious. (laughs) Absolutely. That was that good boy saying hello and goodbye. I know. What if he waited for you until he saw you again? And he was walking to cross over? Yes. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Or maybe maybe he just stays there and protects everything. I hope so. There's a TikToker that is, um, I think he's a mail carrier too. And all his TikToks are like all these different stops where the dogs run up to the door and like some of them come in, some of, you know, it's so cute. It's Aww. one of my favorites. That's so funny. I was going to mention TikTok, but farm dogs. And there's this one who he has them to help herd his animals. And my God, I subscribed to him because he is amazing. Like they know all different kinds of commands, but like by whistles. Yeah. And stuff. And it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. I saw this one where this girl had her little dog herding the cattle and she would just like put her hand. I mean, like, like a four year old, like put her hand up and the dog would like 
get them back. And then they yeah. come towards her. She put her hand up. The dog would like hurt them back. It was yeah. Cool. All right. Last one. Picture it. You're 10 years old. It's Friday night. Every one of your family has plans and you're old enough to be left at home by yourself. Life is good. Cartoon Network airs its cartoon, Cartoon Fridays lineup, and you're waiting for an Orbitz code to come on so you can get your new Orbitz cartoon for your online profile. It's dark. All the doors are locked because you're not about to be murdered. The dogs are all chilling at your feet. Life is good. Cue Donna's, well... The kitchen door handle shakes violently. Someone is trying to get inside. The dogs begin to howl, rushing to the door. I jump up because I'm sure my brother's at the door, angry for the inconvenience. Sorry. I'm sure my brother's at the door, angry for the inconvenience of a locked door. The light turns on outside and I see no one. Brother must have gone to the garage door, so I bolt there to check, and there's no one. The dogs are barking still, and I check all the doors. Well, that's creepy, but at least I haven't angered my brother. My family returns home hours later, and no one fesses up to trying to get in earlier. This is the mystery of my life now, but I'm no clues to go on, and I'm not Scooby-Doo. I do absolutely nothing about it. Other times that same year, I'm alone in my room on the bottom bunk. I have two beds, but usually sleep in the lower bunk because there's a desk next to the bed there. I hear tapping on the window. I jump up to see if my brother or sister are trying to sneak in. The tapping scared me, but, you know, logic, right? I see no one. I open the window and speak through the opened, screenless window into the dark. Hello? There's no response. I lock the window and go back to the lower bunk to hide out from whatever it is. Crazy, right? Weird, at least. My house is haunted, but this definitely seemed human. Flash forward, I'm a junior in high school. I meet a cute girl and I tell her about these weird things that have happened. This crazy, beautiful blonde looks at me and says, yeah, that was me. What? I didn't even know this girl at the time. I hardly knew her then. She says her friend liked me, so she stalked me for a little while. What? I later did find out that this girl wasn't the most honest, so I don't know if it was actually her, but who knows. A little side note about the house. We lived there when I was like eight. Moved away for a year because the owners didn't want to sell, only rent. Then the place went for sale and we jumped at the opportunity. It was a dream home. Private, large, has a pool. My room had been painted black while we were gone. We later found out that the guy who had it was in prison for, like, culty incest, and he had left bad juju in the house I grew up in. My brother now says he remembers a succubus visiting him in his dreams at night. My brother, who went from my best friend to hating my literal existence, who went from intelligent and charming to, well, crazy, though we blamed the drugs. I had an empathetic friend visit the house with me, and he had to leave nearly immediately. It was too bad for him. He gifted me an evil eye necklace, which I still have. Well, shit. I knew the place had ghosts, but I didn't realize the rest growing up. I won't leave you my name for privacy sakes. Stay spooky and don't move into a house after the guy living there goes to prison for raping his child and having painted the walls black, which I thought was cool because I identified as a vampire surviving death only physically but feeling dead inside. I'm a lot better as an adult identifying mental health issues. 
Creep it real and wear your evil eye necklace to ward off evil beings. Signed, the former vampire, question mark? You have a black wall. I do. The shit we do as kids, man. Like, you know, yeah. the former vampire. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you like you really don't know yourself. Yeah, you're right. I mean, hell, do we even now? But, like, as a kid, you're like, no, I'm this. I'm going to do this. And this uh-huh. is who I am. And then you're like, no, no, it's not even close. Right, yeah. But also, oh, my God, if it was that girl who, like, stalked you. What the fuck? I'd have been, I don't know what I would have done. But also, that's not, it was screenless. And why did I just, like, think to myself, Garth Brooks, shameless. shameless. (laughs) But you could have been murdered. Also, your siblings, they were, they were bad, apparently, sneaking out. All the things you were like, oh, they probably sneak it in. Let me help them. You were scared. You were going to anger your brother. Well, wear that evil eye necklace for sure. Yeah, sounds like you never need to take that thing off. Right? Y'all, thank y'all so much for sending in all these stories. They were so freaking good. We love getting them. Keep them coming. Aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.